You're listening to Creative Encounters, where creators freely talk about faith, creativity, and inspiration. Brought to you by Candle Culture. Hi, Demi. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, it's so great to see you. So we're going to just jump right into it. Who are you and like, what is your story for those who don't know? Okay, so I am a girl who, oh man, <laughs> no, I don't know, loves God a lot. Um, but mostly I see myself as very small, very little, very brittle, you know, in comparison, only in comparison to his greatness. Um, I am a property developer, so I spend most of my days managing a group of people um, whilst we try to build, you know, different things. So right now we're working on finishing up um, a block of 12 flats and we're moving on to a couple of terrace houses. I also am very passionate about young people um, and leadership, you know, and leading them to do the things that God has called them to do. Um, so I run a community called Skin Needs, not just about skincare, but it's actually about God, beauty, and wellness. And we sort of merge every single thing. We want people to sort of see themselves as whole Christians, to recognize that they can love themselves, they can love how they look and still love Christ, and people will still see Christ in them while whilst doing all those different things. So that is me and also what I do, I guess. Beautiful. And I, I love that you um, described it that way because the way I see skin needs is like self-care but also soul care so I think that's like a beautiful mm, way to really like yeah beautiful way to, to talk about it so let's talk about skin needs first before we go into your day job can you go back to the day you started skin needs what was going through your mind and what was your why at the time so I can't actually narrow down a day that I started skin needs okay. skin needs started as a um like a thought a perception like a an idea that was running through my head for a couple of days okay so w- when people always say that thing about how they had like that like moment like that one I'm like oh very very interesting for you but I think I thought thought about skinnies for a couple of days maybe even months before I started and um it was actually a very interesting story so my friend had a dream of me around this time I was I was I had just encountered God so I was very like on fire for him I still am but I was very very deeply deeply in love with God and I would spend all my mornings like seeking him praying like listening to worship music and trying to hear what he was saying to me and one of my friends had a dream about me and in the dream she saw me pregnant Mm -hmm. and I was six months pregnant but I guess what the dream was saying was that I was going to birth something in six months right um and so i counted from november which i believe was when she had the dream till april was six months and i started seeing as well this image of like white blue this like space that had like you know skincare you know i just started seeing skin needs in my head quite literally i was like okay i have to do this event in april i have to go back to lagos and do this event in april and um yeah so I spoke to my boss I was working at the time in London I spoke to my boss for some reason he gave me like the allowance to go back to Lagos went back to Lagos held this event completely in faith not knowing what I was walking into because remember like skin needs was supposed to be like a skincare blog yeah really you know what I mean it was meant to be about skincare so when I was even inviting people to the event I was like do they even know what they're coming for? Like, I don't even know what they're coming for either. But anyways, we all gathered. People turned up, thankfully, <laughs> you know, and it was beautiful. It was literally like, I felt like it was heaven on earth. 
because it was a manifestation of a word that God had spoken to me, which is literally what happens when we say yes to God. Heaven comes on earth, right? Yes. So yeah, it was beautiful. People gave their lives to Christ. Somebody started speaking in tongues. Some, some people got baptized in my swimming pool. Like we were there from like 2 p.m. to like 11 p.m. at night. Wow. It was incredible. Like it was just... It was amazing. And that was the beginning of Skin Needs as I know it today, which is infused with God, beauty and wellness. Amazing. I'm going to ask another question about Skin Needs, but I want to go back to you encountering God and being on fire for God. What is your encounter story? How did you encounter God? Um, so I was, I think I've, I've always been very like emotional, always had a lot of questions, like just as a human being always been very like deep you know you know when you'd say like someone is deep I've always been quite deep and I think I just came to a particular point in my life where like things were just not going well like I remember just I had falling out with a couple of my friends um just things were not going well and I remember actually sending a message to one of my friends being like look like I need you to pray for me because I can just recognize that something is up like this is not normal like I feel like some people have bad days and they're like yeah this is just part of life but at that time I knew that this is actually not okay my life cannot be like this and she that she then replied me saying oh that funny enough she was actually praying for me and was asking God for like a sign to draw me closer to God so I was like wow okay so she said my friends started speaking to me a lot about God we'll go for events together and one particular event we went to we kind of all had like encounters, like church encounters. So like someone laying hands on you and like, you know, having certain realizations or hearing the voice of God for the first time. So that happened. And I think after that, it really piqued my senses. I was very sensitive to God. I was very like in love with him. I was very curious about him, but I still didn't have certain practices in place. I wasn't reading my Bible often. I wasn't, you know, like going to church every single Sunday. I hadn't stopped doing certain things. I was still active sexually. I was still drinking when I would go out. And then the Eve, 2017 Christmas Eve, I went to church with my family, as most Nigerians usually would. And when I got to church, I was just like, yeah, another year, very sad, like, you know, same sad story of like entering the year, feeling like you haven't done what you're meant to do, all of that stuff. And then when I went to bed, I had a dream and I won't share the details of the dream, but the dream pretty much changed my life. Like that was my encounter. I think it was even more so what happened when I woke up from the dream than the dream itself. Because when I woke up from the dream, I still remember very clearly, I felt like there were angels all around my room. I started crying as in I woke up crying I called my friends to try to explain to them like something just happened to people but they were not picking up and I think God actually did that intentionally because sometimes when things like that happen with us we have to pause and understand what God is doing before we begin to share it if not people can pollute you know pollute our minds with like well their own version of what they think is happening to us so I remember just kneeling on the floor and praying and he started to speak to me about how, you know, he just poured his love into my heart, you know. And yeah, that I guess in a nutshell or in summary, there's a lot more to the story, but that was kind of my encounter. Amazing. That's so incredible. And in terms of your life now, since that encounter, have you had struggles of trying to go back to an old life or has it been like smooth sailing? 
smooth sailing is a very strong phrase. I definitely would not <laughs> say that it's been smooth sailing. Yeah. But I would say that I don't think I've ever once thought, oh, I want to go back to the life that I used to live. No. Okay. okay. I'm very, very grateful, very happy that I'm a Christian, that Jesus Christ has died for my sins and that I get to live as a light in a very, very dark world. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, there's been times where I've struggled with this. Maybe mostly the consistency that it takes to continue to, because it's not just enough to be a Christian, right? You have to grow into what God has called you to be. Yes. And I think that's the difficult part about life. It's very easy to start a lot of things, but it's actually so much harder to maintain your position or like to maintain your stance or, do you get what I mean? If you come first, you know, in your class, great people will clap for you but you then have to keep on coming first for you to really earn respect yeah so i think obviously it's not about any respect on this journey but it's about becoming more like christ every single day and on some days i just want to be i don't want to become like christ right so I'm like, that's how i feel anyways but i have to always fight that urge to be like you know mediocre or like to be complacent you know because the bible says that we should discipline ourselves the way that athletes do and to us Christians, we really are called to a life of consecration, you know, and sanctification and constantly building ourselves, even though that work is actually not meant for us to do. It's about us allowing the spirit of God to do it in us. So all we literally have today is all we literally have to do is wake up every single morning and say, yes, Lord, use me today to become more like you. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, that does for sure. And I, I love the honesty because it's easy to say, oh yes, it's been smooth sailing. But the truth is it's it's difficult sometimes mm-hmm. to to keep being consistent. Okay, mm-hmm. speaking of growth, transformation and evolution, Skin Needs is not where it was when you first started. Um, you had about three volunteers yeah. um, and you've grown it to, I guess, yeah. over 30 now. How have you scaled the brand both yeah. in terms of you know recruiting volunteers and even just conceptualizing the teams yeah okay so i mean i think every everybody who is starting something or building anything should have a team i don't know it doesn't matter whether you hire them or whether you just get them to volunteer like but you should have people who who you are building with because the importance of that is that when you are no longer doing that thing because we're all going to pass away one day right who can you pass the baton on to because you don't want what you're building to, you know, only live as long as you are in existence. It has to outlive you. So, um, yeah, Skinny was just me for, like, most of it. I think for, like, the first two and a half years, like, it was just me doing everything, like, um, Instagram stuff, you know, all the calls we used to have, all the admin, everything was just me. And then um, I think after one of the calls that we had that I realized, okay, wow, we had over 100 people come on. But of course, I wasn't expecting that amount of people. I hadn't paid for the Zoom expansion. So people were locked out of the call. And that was when I realized, okay, what you're building, this thing that God has given you is actually much bigger than you think. So you need to begin to build capacity for more. And for that, you need somebody else. So I prayed about it, reached out to one of the girls. Her name is Stephanie. Love her. Shout out to her. She's actually no longer on the Skinny's team, but I'll always be very grateful, you know, for her and all that she has added to my life and to the life of Skinny's because Skinny's is a living, breathing thing, right? Um, so yeah, after that, we worked together for a while. I had no idea how to lead people. So I went straight into like, you know, reading books, John Maxwell, Pastor Shola's books about leadership, learning and understanding how to build with someone else because it's actually hard, like... You know, before, 
all you have to do is just think about something you want to do and then get it done. But now you have to think about something you want to do and figure out how to communicate, how to do that to somebody else that doesn't think like you or necessarily agree with the things that you say. But what is really good about it is that you, two heads are always better than one. And so that person comes with new ideas, new thoughts, you know, new flexibilities, just different a different take on what you are doing. Um, so it was just Stephanie and I for a while. And then I drew in two more people from um, the one of the community calls we used to have. And then after a while, I was like, okay, we need to build a bigger team. And all of these decisions that I was making were all solely very strictly led by God because we have to be super careful who we allow into the visions that God has given to us. You can't just say, oh, because somebody's offering their help, you will take it. No, you have to be led by God in that moment. So everything I did, you know, calling people, getting them to join the team, I always said, I would always say to them, make sure that you have a yes from God before you join this team. You know what I mean? Don't join because of me. Don't join because I look nice or I ask you to join. Join because God has asked you to be here because that's what will help them to stay. That's what will keep them here long because they're not going to like me at different points of the vision building, but I don't need them to like me. I need them to be convicted in what God has told them to, to do. And I need them to also trust that the vision we're building is going to be great. Um, so yeah, that 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 is kind of how the team building um, journey has been. It's been challenging, but also extremely re rewarding at the same time. Um, learning from people, being humble, taking criticism, getting feedback. But I am so committed to making every single member of my team more like Christ. Like I love them with all of my heart. You know, I definitely favor them over other people that are not on the team. You know, like just. I don't mean to, but I just do because I pray for them, you know, like I, when, when they win, I win, you know, like I want them to just flourish, you know, and do everything God has placed on their hearts. But yeah. Amazing. And I, I love that you talked about being led by God with everything. And I really want to get to the, the very core of, you know, why I wanted to talk to you in this interview. Um, you're someone who the Holy Spirit has to lead your strategy has to lead your systems. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk about that. How have you ensured that prayer is not just like the cherry on top, but the foundational part of what you're building? Um, and so skinny specifically, and then we'll go to systems for you as a person. Yeah, I mean, Skinny's was birthed through prayer. You know, this was when God, it was birthed this is part of the birthing process, right? So God told me to start doing 6 a.m. prayer calls every morning on Instagram Live. That was very nerve-wracking. First of all, showing up, you know, with my face, just like speaking in tongues, praying and crying. And like, I'm sure people thought I was crazy. But that was how we were able to build a community. And it happened during lockdown, I believe. And so I know that it was birthed through prayer. And so I know that it can only be sustained through prayer, Right. Um, I was listening to a conversation with um, an amazing founder called Oralawani, founder of Arami Essentials, a, um, a beauty brand that, that is in Lagos, Nigeria. And she was saying that as a founder, a visionary, the owner of, as an owner of any company, something is guiding your directions. There's a higher power because you can't make all of these strategic decisions by yourself. So it's either you're praying to God or you're praying to something else. 
But either way, you're like drawing on, you know, inspiration or the ability to make decisions from somewhere or something. And so for me, I just recognize that this is how we were breathed. I cannot sustain it by myself. If I try to, we will just fail. Nobody wants to fail, right? So, um, with fear, I mean, it's as simple as just every decision that we make. Okay, God, what do you want us to do? God, how do you want us to do this? Um, I guess with certain things like Instagram. So what, what we've done now is like at the beginning of the year or even before the beginning of the year, we have a meeting, you know, and we think about the themes for the month for skin needs. So we prayerfully decide that before the year even starts. And so when that month comes, we know exactly the theme that we're going to use to like, you know, talk about, you know, on Instagram or we're going to share with people the kind of speakers, you know, we want to invite to speak to us. But it was, the decision was made prayerfully. It came from prayer. So when you see us doing different things every month, it's because we've prayed about it and that's why we're able to enact it. Yeah, um, yeah every, every meeting we have starts and finish, finishes with prayer. You know, I train all the leaders like, look, you know, we have a, we pray every single Monday for the team, for whether it's 15 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, as long as we are praying on a consistent basis, building an altar, that is what is most important. important. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. And just, you know, going back to the idea of building something, but also wanting to build with God, do you ever get worried about, you know, the numbers, yeah. the targets, mm. the, um, mm-hmm. just everything else that, in the physical world are super important. So if God says, oh, for the next month, don't post anything mm-hmm. or don't share mm-hmm. any content, do you ever think, oh, but mm-hmm. like the way Instagram works is you have to share con- content consistently. How do you mm-hmm. balance? Right, but really God is the founder. Yeah. Right? So I'm just doing what he's telling me to do. Yeah. And that requires me to be in a state of constant communication with him. If not, I can't move, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Or if I move, I will be unsure. And when you move and you're unsure, yeah, yeah, you lack confidence, you lack grace, you know, you you start to worry about what people will think. But the minute you move and you're moving because God told you to, all of those things just begin to fade away, you know, and you have the grace of God. So um I guess back to your question about numbers and stuff like that, consistency, I think there should be evidence when God is building something in you. I believe that there is evidence that he is in it. The evidence is impact. The evidence is success. Now, it doesn't matter if you're impacting 10,000 people or one person, but there should be impact. People should, you know, when Jesus sent his disciples to all nations, he sent them to all nations so that they can, you know, win the people over so that they can bear fruit. And we see that there is evidence of that. You know what I mean? So whatever it is, whatever to your hands, a podcast, a blog, even if it is one person, people should be able to, bear fruits from what you are producing you know you should be sowing seeds and those seeds should grow into fruits you know into plants into trees you know but there's no reason why we should get distracted by numbers i was reading the book of ecclesiastes and i realized that when a seed dies it bears like when i say dies i mean when the seed actually is dead that's that's when it has impact you can't plant an apple right as in a full apple you plant the seed and the seed is actually dead but in that dead form, it's able to bear many, many, many more fruits. When you're alive, sometimes you can't see, you know, the impact of what you're doing because there's so many things that we're doing, right? But for some reason, the way that God has created our lives or life to be, when you die, and we see that with Kobe Bryant, when he died, we saw the amount of people that rose up 
and said that he had impact on their lives. Even some of my friends, I'm like, oh, you even know him? I didn't even know you liked him. But they were saying all of these things because he was now no longer here. And so if you're in your life looking for impact now, you might be looking for a long time. You know, just live your life knowing that you are doing what God has told you to do and it would it would be impactful yeah. because our God is a God of impact. So that everything that he did, who he is, is impactful. And so if we're created in his image, then like <laughs> trust that your impact That's literally it. So don't worry too much about, you know, um, numbers. Worry more about your secret place and how you are taking action to the things that God is telling you to do. Literally, that's what you should be thinking about more, more frequently. Yeah, that's really powerful. I started laughing because I remember you shared something on your story recently about how female CEOs that build with God speak. And you said, oh God, you me. said, oh, our God is a God of impact. And I was like, you sound like that man in the video. <laughs> video was to everybody was... who's listened to this podcast. You need to find it. Yes, I guess it was that so video. Funny. so funny. Okay, so I'm going to pivot to you as a founder. And I want to talk about systems. So there's a quote I love by James Clare that says, goals don't determine success, systems determine success. So being a property developer and being mm. a founder, what systems do you have in your life to mm. enable you run things? Yeah, so for me, I mean, honestly, I don't regard myself as the most systematic, systematic person. Um, we were speaking the other day about how usually when God builds, is building something, you usually have like the visionary and then you have like this the person who w- works with the visionary who is usually more administrative and helps systems to run. For example, my pastor of the Liberty Church, Pastor Shola Folalade, he always talks about how, you know, he's a visionary and he can be a little bit like, you know, I wouldn't definitely not call him disorganized, but like just, you know, he has a lot of things in his head. But Pastor Bimbo, who is his wife, is a lot more administrative. And so when they come together, like things really like, you know, move. So just a quick disclaimer, like I'm not the most systematic driven person, at least to my own. That's the way I think of myself. But little things that help me are like, honestly, to-do lists. Honestly, have a to-do list and just take off the things you need to do before, you know, the deadline that you have. Setting a deadline for everything is very, very important so that you're working towards something. You know, if you don't set a deadline, then you'll be working on it for like two years, literally. And I'm actually speaking to myself right now (laughs) because there are certain things that I need to set deadlines for. And I think depending on your line of work. So, for example, like I have consultants that I work with. Sometimes it's as simple as hiring and delegating some work to people who are more skilled at you than doing it. You know, I recently had a virtual assistant because I realized that I actually needed one, you know. Um, maybe do that if you feel like you don't have really good systems. Um, as a founder, a very, very important system of mine is praying regularly for my businesses and understanding what God is trying to do. Um, and then just doing the things that he says, really. I don't have any other, like, crazy like fancy systems in my life or maybe I do but I'm forgetting them now because I don't see them as fancy yeah. it's just like I guess how I live my life you know what yeah. I mean but yeah I want to add something that you told me um that systems are non-negotiables and I think that's important for everyone to mm-hmm. remember yeah because even like something like quiet mm-hmm. time in the morning yeah. where you wake up and you pray for your businesses like it's not something that you can shift around like that has to be every day I wake up I look at my to-do list every day I wake up I pray for my for my businesses so Definitely. yeah Definitely. I love that. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so is there any intersection between the things that you feel like you've been called to do? So during the day, I assume you're on the field doing your property development work. 
and maybe at night you're brainstorming mm-hmm. for skin needs. It seems like two very different things. And I'm sure a lot of people yeah. think, oh God, like in my heart, like I'm an artist, but I'm also, um, I don't know, a finance person. Mm-hmm. Like what is the intersection when it just feels disparate in terms of your calling? I think, you know, it's funny because I think Skin Needs has helped me to be a better property developer. Okay. Because before Skin Needs, I worked in, um, I was a surveyor and then I worked in marketing. I was in nine to fives before I became an entrepreneur and working for myself. And I think Skin Needs has really helped me to be a better, you know, property developer. And I say that because I think any time that we're building a thing life is pretty simple the bible says work as unto the lord right which means that whatever it is that we are doing creatively you know whatever career you find yourself in business all you're trying to do is hear and obey hear and obey even when it comes to like you know a maybe like a really maybe you're like a banker right you still need to hear and obey so that's the intersection with everything that i would ever do i would always have to hear and obey um organization you know being organized you know following up with people you know having good um um email and mannerism or etiquette you know um being prompt sometimes literally for those calls that i used to do those revival hour early calls at 6 a.m sometimes i'll wake up at 5 50 literally by t- by six, I, I know that I will have to be on that call. So I don't know what I have to. I don't know what I would have to do between five fifty and six. But it needs to be quick enough that I can be on the call at six a.m. in the morning on the dot. You know what I mean? So it's really you know helped me to like manage my time. I cannot be late for certain things. You know, time management is a very key skill for any leader, for any entrepreneur, for any business owner or um, worker. Whatever you are doing, you need to be on time. So I think there's many inter- intersectionalities between um, the two of them because either way, I'm building. You know what I yes. mean? I'm start. I'm I'm building something from nothing to something, yes. right? And I think that's how it is. Even in a career that a banker that is you know working in a in a very structured environment, you must you must have a goal within that environment. So maybe you want to be the, an associate or like a managing director or like the CEO one day. Either way, you're starting from what might seem like nothing to something so you're still building everyone is building we're all vision builders you know whatever the vision might be it might look different but we're still building together so yeah yeah okay and we're gonna get to the end soon but i really want to ask this question before we we round up how do you protect your intimacy with god because i can imagine your days are very Mm -hmm. busy with all these things that you're doing how do you ensure that you're not Mm -hmm. sacrificing and when i say intimacy it's easy to like listen to a sermon on the go it's easy to listen to worship music on the go, but I know that there's a difference between that and sitting down and allowing God to speak to you um, and just creating time and space for that. Yeah. I think, I guess, I guess we spoke about systems earlier in the morning. Yeah. And I'm not, so I'm, I'm, one thing that's very important to me that everyone who's listening should know is I value authenticity. Yes. I never want to show up or speak as a version of myself that I'm not. So at every given point or season in my life, I will always be honest about where I'm at. I'm not all like the only person I care about pleasing is God, quite frankly. Um, so I, I think at certain points in my life it was very easy. And I say when I say easy, I meant there was no other option than to wake up and spend at least an hour with God. And it was nonstop, you know, and where I am at right now, for some reason, it's just not as easy. 
Um, but it doesn't it doesn't take away my intimacy. You know, when I know that I'm intimate with God is when I was reading about Isaiah. Um, I was reading the Bible today, and you know, it spoke about obviously I was reading Isaiah six. You know, the whole chapter about when Isaiah finally like when he saw him. So when he saw God. And when he saw God, he saw himself, you know, before he thought he was a prophet, you know, clean, you know, good guy. And then he saw God and he was like, whoa, I'm actually unclean. I have unclean lips. You know, I'm not righteous, you know. And the Bible says that God was willing to cleanse him because he was contrite. He had a contrite heart, as in he was, he saw himself as small, you know, because he could see the vastness of God. And I think the minute we start to see ourselves as big, you know, as okay, um, it starts to feel like you're okay without God, then you're, your intimacy is slipping away. It's fading away because intimacy is basically your ability to see God for who he is at every given point in your life. Do you get? And when you really see him, you recognize how weak you are, how unrighteous you are, like how your righteousness is like filthy rags in his presence. You recognize that you need him for every single thing. And so right now, intimacy for me looks like checking my heart constantly. David said, Lord, search my anxious heart. You know, let me know what my actual thoughts are. Searching my heart, repenting on a constant basis. Asking God to help me to do the things that I thought I had mastered. Like be humble or not be jealous or, you know, asking him for genuine help because i cannot do it by myself do you get what i mean yes so yeah that's how i protect my intimacy by recognizing first of all i mean all of these things like we'll read your bible go to church community like we've heard all that before right yeah so i'm not going to say all of those things now but reading your bible is so key you can't run away from that um but yeah, checking my heart, heart checks, constant heart checks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so helpful to me because I was saying on the episode with the very first guest that I used to do an hour every morning when I was in college and now I've started working. It's just become so difficult to like sit for one hour in the morning. Um, and I even like try to do mm-hmm. 30 minutes, but it's difficult. But one thing I'm realizing is God is speaking to me very much more about things like humility and jealousy and anger mm-hmm. and just checking me like I literally said the other day that God's love is calling me higher. So God is really like telling me, don't like mm. you're doing this, you're not doing that. Like walk in the path that I, I have for you. And I, I would intimate anymore because I'm not sitting down as long as often. But it's like God is speaking to me so much more about so many more things. So that's helpful to know that intimacy could look like yeah. different things at different times. I'm- yeah, like just to add to that for a sec before we wrap up, like I was, when I read the book of Ecclesiastes, I wrote down material things alone will most definitely not satisfy. So I, I then wrote, what what then are true riches? Like what it actually is like riches to us? And I wrote down the fruits of the spirit and good reputation before men. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people might not remember you for speaking in tongues, jiget, or like, yeah. you know, giving them a prophecy per se, but they remember how you treated them remember yeah. if you were kind if you were patient you know if you were loving if you were if you endured if you didn't keep any record of record of their wrong yeah right and that way you have a reputation before men so when you do speak to them or prophesy to them they want to listen to what you have to say yeah. you can't be mean and then the next minute you start prophesying and you think that that cancels out your meanness like yeah. no yeah <laughs> you have to have a good reputation before be able to impact them adequately yeah so yeah yeah okay last big question before rapid fire what would you say to someone who's listening to this and just feels like 
but I, I don't like the church. I'm just, I've had so many problems. I grew up in church. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard all of this before. Um, they just have like really distrust, you know, the the entire institution that is the church. In in terms of you as a person trying to um, evangelize and also skin needs as a brand, what would you say to that person? And, and how do you model skin needs to reach people who feel like, I, I just don't care about this really? Yeah, I mean, that's what Skinnies was created for, for you. You know, if that's how you feel, if you're listening and that's how you feel, Skinnies was created for people who think like you. The one thing I would say is like people, I hear my pastor say all the time that, you know, expecting people in church to be perfect is like expecting to go to the hospital and see only people that are like healed and well. It doesn't make any sense. You know, um, maybe the reason why you don't like the church, you don't like what you have seen is because you've encountered people that are not whole, that are not full, and but they are there to get better. So am I, so are you, so are we, right? So give grace to what you've experienced and expect better. Skin is targeted literally towards people who, you know, don't necessarily like church, you know, don't like the way that church is um, portrayed. Maybe you have other interests that you that you want to sort of build on more like skincare, wellness, you know, um, lifestyle stuff, you know, leadership, any other ways that you want to improve your life. You can come and get those tips and come and be refined in those ways, but also encounter Jesus in the process. He's at the center of everything that we do. So no matter how you um, find our page, whether that's through like an Instagram live about skincare, you will still meet him right at right there, literally right there. So, um, yeah, I welcome you into our community. And I know that by God's grace, you will find a church that you love because I am in one of the best churches in the world, I can say very boldly. And I feel like if I can find a church that I love, then you can 100% find a church that you love as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Okay, so favorite productivity app or hack? There's an app called Things that is really good. But honestly, guys, your notes app, (laughs) <laughs> just write everything Fair down enough. Fair enough. just your notes app is actually okay you don't need anything okay. that fancy like okay <laughs> favorite quote yeah I, I think I'll the one I, I always say which is about I don't even know if I'm saying it right but it basically talks about you know you can't people don't care what you have to say to them if they don't know that you care about them so for you to be impactful to people or share things with them you have to first of all communicate that you love them they have to trust that you care about them and their general well-being by john maxwell favorite bible verse also another quote i really like by one of my bestest people ever muyo adeniji and she says um the grass is greener where you water it the grass is not green on the other side it's greener where you water it so wherever you are like if you're looking for oh i want to be at a better job like just water where you are feed yourself where you are like you know speak to people you know do your best with where you currently are and I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. The grass will get greener. Favorite Bible verse. I think honestly, one of my favorite, one of the times I enjoyed my Bible study the most was when I read Revelations. Mm -hmm. Um, Ephesians chapter three speaks about like not tolerating sin. That's a big part of who I am. And I believe what God has called me to do is like, you know, setting a standard for sin, you know, um, and how, we need to be set apart and not tolerate things and not compromise as a generation. So I think it speaks to the church and says, it speaks to um, Jezebel and says, um, you know, why are you tolerating sin? It actually rebukes not for sinning, but for tolerating it. So um, I really love that scripture because it always checks me, it keeps me to a higher standard. Yeah. Is this in Revelations or Ephesians? 
in Revelation. Did I just say Ephesians? Yes. I meant Revelation. Okay. Oh, I meant Revelation chapter three. Three or two. It's, it's the church of Ephesus. I'm sure that's why I said Ephesians. Okay. The church of Ephesus was what the church that Jesus was speaking to at the time. Okay. Yeah. What brings you joy? My family, spending time with them, um, doing my skincare routine in the morning. My family, <laughs> like Many my family in lot. Okay, yeah. and then what do you love most about God? I love that God, in this season, that God is merciful. That God merciful. is really kind and merciful. And then last question, what would you say to someone who feels a bit lost right now? Um, I would say that it's okay. You know, don't panic. Um, you're probably comparing yourself to other people who feel slightly lost but just not showing it. Um, we're all on a journey, you know, and on that journey, you will probably get, you probably feel like, you know, you've derailed once or twice, but it's all part of the journey. Um, I would say the roots that you need to find right now are like, you know, your roots with Jesus Christ. Um, just try and focus right now on building your relationship with him. Don't do it alone, though. Like find a community of people who are doing it and just go with them, you know. And find a church that you love as well. Amen. Thank you so much, Demis, for your time and for your wisdom. You are truly one of the most inspiring people I know. So thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank Bye. you, Rania. That was really, really sweet and thoughtful. Bye.